Greetings and welcome to Shnaim Bikra, the podcast series hosted at OU.org, sponsored by the Orthodox Union, in which in each podcast we study, read, examine, and analyze one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and it's been my delight to be studying Parshat Kedoshim with you. And we've now come to the final podcast, to Shvi'i, which is an inordinately short aliyah, beginning in Parak Chaf, Pasuk Chaf Gimel, chapter 20 of Leviticus, verse 23, to the end of the Parak, all of five psukim. And closing out this entire section, because as we'll see, in Parshat Emor, we move to an, a new orientation, a new direction. You shall not walk in the statutes or in the ma- in the or the court of the protocols of the nation that I'm going to send away from you. They did all of these things, and I rejected them. So you are my people, and you are close to me. You're not going to do the things that made me reject this other people. Uh, in, in critical to, to to note here that if this is a nation that I'm sending away from you, then how would you ever have contact with them to learn their ways? And that's something that we see later in Parshat Re'eh, that you'll come to the land and you may say, how could these people do this worship? Maybe I'll do the same. You know, that's maybe it's the local worship of the land. And maybe you'll ascribe the military success to your own victory and your own strength, as opposed to the punishment for these nations and the promise that you will be better. Va'omar lachem. So I've said to you, atem teshuat an matam. lachem. You will inherit the land. I will give it to you. Uh, it's a beautiful land flowing with milk and honey. We'll talk about that in a moment. And now we've seen several endings like this, including I have separated you from the nations. Since I've separated you from the nations, you must separate yourself from the nations as well. Plus, and now summing up everything going back to Perak Yod Aleph, tying in Kedushat HaMikdash the sanctity of the of the temple and the sanctity of the camp. You shall distinguish between proper and improper animals, and proper and improper fowl. And do not defile your own life, your own body, with these animals and fowl and everything that creeps on the ground, that I have separated for you and said is Tamei. You shall be holy to me, and I have separated you from the nations to be mine. And here there's a famous Midrash Halacha, Rabbi Elazar says, or Elazar Nazariah says, a person should not say, I can't stand the thought of eating pig, but rather should say, of course I'd be happy to eat it, but what can I do? God said I can't do it. In other words, part of the ultimate image that this pasuk brings up, and it's also pasuk at the end of Shemini, is that our um, avoidance uh, of uh, ritually unclean things to eat, for example, is not because of an inborn rejection of it, but rather because of an actual decision. I would love to do it, but God said no, and that's how I sanctify myself to God. Li I become God's because of my decision to abstain from that which God has said I should not have. And the end of the parsha ends on something of an anticlimax. If a man or a woman 
has an oviyitoni, meaning they participate in necromancy. They die by the stone. They are stoned. Dvehembam, and Dvehembam then becomes a signal phrase that any time it shows up, it means skila. I said that I would mention something about Eretz Zavat Chalav Udvash. Uh, this is, of course, a phrase that shows up both in Shmot, it shows up here in Vayikra, it shows up famously quite a bit in Sefer Dvarim, a land flowing of milk and honey. What is a land flowing of milk and honey? What does that mean? So we um, we take a look at, uh, at, first of all, what milk means. When we think of milk, we think of cows. But when you think of milk in Tanakh, you actually a more accurate image is, a, is an image of goats. Chalav <laughs> izim. That's the kind of milk that uh, the Tanakh generally is speaking about. Why would a, a land be filled with milk and with honey? What kind of honey is it? Well, unlike the honey mentioned in Tvarim Chet, Pasuk Chet, Eretz Eshevanadvash, which we understand halachically to mean date honey, here it means bees honey. So how would a land be filled with bees honey? Filled with bees honey because there's lots and lots and lots of flowers, and therefore there's lots of pollination, go, pollination going on, so that there's lots of honey. Why would there be lots of milk? Because the goats have lots to eat, because there's lots of grass. So Eretz Zavat Chalavadvash, a land that's flowing of milk and honey, is an image that really describes a beautiful green land filled with flowers and filled with grass, and it looks beautiful to the eye. And of course, one can see, when they see the beautiful grass and the beautiful flowers, they can already envision the great products of milk and of honey that come flowing from the land as a result of that great beauty. Baruch Hashem, we were given a beautiful, beautiful land, a land that we celebrate, a land that we that we long for, and a land that Baruch Hashem in our generation, we have been zocha to see a return to and a rebuilding of, and Baruch Hashem, Jewish sovereignty over that land. Everybody should have a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful Shabbos, and uh, hopefully these podcasts have brought a little new light and understanding into the Parsha. We'll see you next time.